hello 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 and welcome back to the mommy vibes of a new black mom i hope you are blessed i hope you are having a good one i hope today's a good day i hope you're feeling good i hope you know you're making it through it's kind of interesting because i'm in such a good mood when i record <laughs> most of the time i'm in such a bad mood and recording makes me feel better i feel like Talking to my good, good girlfriend, talking to a homegirl, and honestly, it's probably one of the better feelings I feel throughout the day consistently. So this week, I wanted to talk to you guys, because you know, I had a lot on my plate, and (laughs) a lot of, you know, my close friends and circle are all having kids. Um, My little sister just had a baby, well, she's talking about my biological little sister, but Nonetheless, my little sister had a baby, um, a family friend had a baby, and who else had a baby? I know, like, one other person who just had a baby. I feel like I'm crazy. Um, I know exactly who it is. <laughs> one of my better, I would call her, like, a best friend. Her twin just had a baby not that long ago. So, literally, I was cracking up because I was like, oh, there's another baby going. Because the year I had a baby... Um, my college roommate had a baby, one of my homegirls had a baby, it was just like, we were just like babied it up. And I always laugh because people either support you having kids or don't. And it's so interesting because I'm real selfish about kid talk. (laughs) Um, What I mean by that is a lot of times you find yourself being happy to talk to other moms (laughs) and you don't know why be like every conversation has to do with a kid and my assistant at work always goes you always seem to make a mom conversation happen and she's like I don't hate it but I also like <laughs> never see it coming and then also and it's like oh my god you have a kid oh my god let me see a picture oh my god <laughs> and we always crack the jokes about it and I kind of have to tell her like you know moms have like a secret code when you find another mom, you, like, attach yourself. And I find it so funny because you don't do it intentionally, right? But you talk about your kid too much. You don't always talk about your kid too much. You don't take too many pictures. I can't say the last time I took a really good picture of my daughter. It's probably been, like, a month or so. I used to take pictures often. But she was uniform school now, so we don't get dressed up as often. And the weather has been shitty here. I'm on the East Coast. Baltimore and it has been every season in the last two weeks we've gotten 75 three days we've had rain and thunderstorm we've had like cold as hell freezing I don't think the weather know what they want to do and it's scary <laughs> but this week I wanted to talk to you about something my <sighs> I would call her a friend I wouldn't even call her an associate I would call her a friend we were talking about giving kids independence right so i'll start it off with this story so you get where my drift is going right my daughter's two technically two and a half two and three quarters she'll be three in august but at the time we all went out to dinner she brought you know my friend we'll call her sierra sierra brought her daughter and it was a group of us all going out to eat and I kind of had to chuckle a little bit because I brought my daughter. She had her daughter. 
and it was probably another three or like four more adults and then another kid my stepdaughter we order food I immediately am a person who kind of I don't think I do it intentionally but I always want my daughter to have independence so unless I know she's not going to eat the food in a sense of like where we are like if we go get seafood and they don't have the option of like chicken or pizza I'll have to figure out something but for the most part I get her own stuff she's pretty independent always has been so her and her sister get the same thing pancakes bacon I think comes with like eggs and like a little treat or something pastry and they look at me and they go did you really order your daughter like food and I'm like well of course why wouldn't I and she goes oh I was just gonna give her some of my food talking about my my friend talking about her daughter now her daughter is at least a year and a half if not two years older than Charlie and it kind of threw me off because I'm like what do you mean because Charlie, being as though she looks like she's three already at the time, she was like freshly two, I think, or right right around, just turned two, whatever. And, no, she might have been younger than that. But nonetheless, she was still fairly young. And I'm like, well, what is she going to eat? And she's like, well, I bought her like a banana and like a little fruit snack stuff. Like the little pouches and da 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 da, and I'm just kind of like, your daughter is like a toddler, like a like a small child, like four. Why are you feeding her off your plate, right? But mommies don't judge. We just go, okay. So we get our breakfast, <laughs> and Charlie eats her food. Charlie is a big fan of breakfast. Her dad is a big fan of breakfast. So breakfast is his favorite meal. If that man don't cook nothing other than grilling, that man will for sure cook a breakfast and I mean like a fat boy spread french toast eggs bacon sausages a sausage excuse me hash browns juice we'll have mimosas and we had mimosas even when we didn't have champagne we would just have wine and orange juice we were real bad out but I loved it <laughs> so when it came to breakfast it's usually kids first real like food other than like pizza and chicken nuggets that they like find independence in eating so, you know, she ate probably 75% of her food. And they're like, oh my goodness. I can't believe she ate all that. I can't believe she got there and ate her own food. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, why? But then I realized talking to my best friend who has a, she was six at the time, six-year-old, was like, well, you're a parent that gives your kids independence. A lot of people don't give their kids independence. And I was like, what do you mean? And it made me start thinking, just in general recently because our same friend was like hey you know I'm starting this chore chart for my daughter what's a good chores for a top not a toddler but a small kid under the age of 10 to have so I rattled off what my almost three-year-old does she hangs up her coat when she gets out of school and when we get in the house she puts her shoes back on her shoe rack because we take our shoes off in the house because we have carpet and we have grass and mud and everything outside of our house when it comes to her toys, she gets her tablet after she cleans up all the toys that she dumped out to play. So I have three bins, two small ones and a big, huge one. She usually doesn't dump the big, huge one, thank you, Jesus, but she'll dump out all the toys out of the little ones. I give her that task because it teaches her that, you know, everything has a place. And, you know, kids learn the cleanup song. But she does that. She also cleans up her toys when she's finishing the tub she brushes her teeth she also likes to put lotion on her body she likes to get dressed 
she knows how to put her dishes in the sink she knows how to throw away items she knows how to get things out of the refrigerator which I've made super accessible at her eye level like all her snacks are like bottom shelf in a little cubby so she can just grab it her spoons are always in the front of the drawer away from knives and anything sharp so she knows just to grab fork spoon whatever and she was like oh my god that's a lot for her and I'm like why is that a lot because to me I feel like my daughter is wanting independence like now we're in like full swing of full potty training like super proud and potty training who yesterday told me it was a journey because I coddled the potty training situation my mom is a potty training guru and most people say it's older people but my mom is a potty training guru so I kind of back backpedaled after my mom had started the process she had my daughter for a week and she was like I'm putting her on the potty I got her a pot got her the little seat converter so she doesn't fall in the toilet so you have both things so that way she can feel independent if she wants to climb on the step stool and get in the toilet like a big girl or if she wants to sit on the pot she can do that accessible without falling or hurting herself in the bathroom and she loves her step stool because that gives her access to brush her teeth and get things that are within reason above her head <laughs> so she's like that's a lot I'm like how is that a lot because I'm thinking to myself I want my daughter to be able to take care of herself God forsake something happens to me I don't want my daughter to be sitting there starving not be able to get her snack not be able to brush her teeth or be independent and I kind of took a, a note from my sister-in-law who's a teacher and what her and my brother did with my nephew now granted my nephew is only seven and he is perfecting these things but he more or less gets himself together every day by himself what does that mean my nephew gets up he brushes his teeth he puts his deodorant and stuff on it or takes a shower puts his deodorant on gets himself dressed and because he knows how to fix himself something to eat as far as like cereal and small stuff that's what he does so being that that's the task that he gets at eight, at almost eight I'm like, oh, well, Charlie should be independent enough to do things by herself. So, I started giving her smaller tasks. And I started to want her to learn how to be independent. I didn't want her to be fearful of having independence. And I didn't want her to always be like, Mommy, I can't. What I'd rather her do is, Mommy, I need help. So, when it comes to brushing her teeth, yes, she doesn't do an amazing job, and she'll usually say, Mommy, can you help me? Because she doesn't know how to put the toothpaste on her tube. If you ever see a kid squeeze a, to- a, to- a toothpaste tub, it's like a 19-year-old frat boy. From the middle, squeeze it really hard, and it's either too much or, yeah, it's a mess. So, I make sure she does that. And, I, and she's like, well, I just feel like that's a lot for her to do. And I'm like, how? I'm like, if she has a routine, which we have pretty much down pat, then the routine makes it easy for her to kind of learn how to have a daily routine as a kid that will will give her the same kind of task that we can elaborate on as a teenager. And I want her to have that kind of independence so that when she goes stays with her father or anybody else, that they don't feel like, oh my God, I got a baby. She's not a baby. 
she likes to get herself dressed which I usually help and assist with like I'll get her clothes I'll bring her into my room and my bed is low enough where she can sit and get her clothes off of she puts her panties on and her clothes on and then the hard part is socks shoes we have mastered because most of her shoes are either slide on or crocs or they have like the little straps the little velcro so she can put her foot in but those kind of things I feel are really great and I told her I said you want her to gain independence really late and she kind of got offended and I wasn't being hurtful but I was being more or less honest because your child has now grown past the time of interest until like now you're forcing independence because it's very few things that my daughter does that she needs help with like putting lotion on or brushing her hair or you know even getting her clothes out of the drawer now she can try but she she doesn't do a great job but she knows the pieces of an outfit as we describe it right pieces of an outfit is usually a top bottoms panties socks shoes coat that's what she knows she may not know how to zip up her coat but she'll get her coat put her coat on which is very hilarious i think kids don't realize how to put coats on and because my daughter i always say she has a big head like her dad some of her shirts have buttons so if she buttons it she can't get her head through so I try to give her tasks where, you know, she might need help, but she usually can get herself dressed. So my friend goes, you know, I want her to be independent, but I don't want to force her to do too much. And I'm like, what are you forcing too much of? I said, you know, if you give her a routine, which is why people always laugh because I'm very proud of how my daughter sleeps, you don't have those kind of problems later on. So like when my daughter was born, and we came home from the hospital. My daughter went straight into the crib. And everybody was like, oh my God, she sleeps in another room? But you're breastfeeding. And I'm like, and I have legs. And so did her dad. So when she cries, most of the time he did get up and bring her in the room. I feed her. He take her and put her back in the crib. Why? Because me and her father both aren't small people. We both were in a queen size bed. And... <laughs> We were like, this baby can't fit between the two of us realistically without the fear of one of us rolling over, i.e. him, less of me. But we wanted her to gain independence so we didn't have a five-year-old sleeping in our bed ruining intimacy. And people don't look at it like that, you know what I mean? I have friends who are like, oh, I didn't put my daughter out of my bed or I didn't put my kid out of my bed since they were like five or six and now I can't get them out of my bed. I have a boyfriend, I have a husband, I have a mate, a, mate, a partner, and I can't get my kid out of the bed. I'm like, you started it. You've made this their bed. And people are like, oh, you know, you miss those cuddles. I said, I do not miss those cuddles. Let me tell you. Well, my daughter and I both are just hanging out, chilling. And I go, I'm going to go lay down. I'm going to go chill in my bed. My daughter will get her tablet, come snuggle up next to me and watch her tablet. Or if we're watching something on TV, she'll come sit next to me on the couch and snuggle up and watch TV. I don't miss kettles. I don't miss any of that. But I also know if I want a good night's rest, which is imperative to me having a great day and being able to get a good night's sleep, she needs to sleep in her own bed and I made it so when we moved and you know me and her dad separated that her bed was accessible for her to get in and out of it without hurting herself and my daughter's pretty tall for a two-year-old almost three so her bed she can climb into but she still likes to be tucked in love that part I usually tuck her in put her little one minute carousel on which is like this um I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like a little nightlight musical thing that's attached to her bed that literally plays for a minute and 30 seconds, I think, or like a minute, a minute in itself, I don't know, but 
she'll play that I tuck her in I give her a kiss she kisses me back I say I love you she says I love you too I say good night see you in the morning she says good night mommy see you in the morning close the door her room is pitch black she has blackout curtains which was also something I found imperative to her getting a good night's rest because no matter where we lived she uh, we've always had big windows where it's a ton of natural sunlight and I don't know about you but that's really hard for kids to sleep in so I also put very gender neutral curtains in her room and my homegirl was like why did you put you know like very dark gray so she's like why did you put these dark curtains in her room if they're like a pink or a purple and I said for one I'm a single mother who lives with a girl I said and I don't want anyone to assume or presume a kid lives in this room or that that window is accessible and it's a kid's room so you can just sneak in I don't open her curtains ever realistically when she's home and I don't ever open her window because I have central air, central heat, and it doesn't need to be open. So I don't even give excess where people would be like, hmm, who sleeps in that room? Nothing gives it away that it's a kid's room, ever. And maybe that's because of, like, the mama bear that I am. I don't want to give any kind of luring, you know, obstacle where people are like, hmm, kid's room, window open, go get her, snag her, come in the house, kill him, whatever. I'm a psycho, that's how I think. I'm sorry, that's fierce for you, but it's reality. And because I grew up in a very suburban neighborhood where people didn't really lock their doors and it was very well off, I live in a city now, and I'm not going to say it's a horrible city because I love where I live, but I also don't want to invite any unwanted guests unnecessarily. Because if you watch Home Alone, you know they love coming to the rich people neighborhood to kill and to harm people because guess what? They know people don't lock their doors. They feel very safe. I know the neighborhood I lived in growing up in the neighborhood my mom and even my brothers live in is very safe, very, you know, upper middle class, and you don't assume anything, but you don't give anything away either. But long story short, I make it so my daughter has independence, she sleeps solo, she sleeps in the dark, and she doesn't have any interruptions. Sleep is very imperative to kids for a great day. My daughter has a usual routine when we come home, so literally she'll come in the house, she'll take her shoes off, put her shoes on the shoe rack, take her socks off, put them in the hamper. I give her, you know, the little hook to where to hang her coat, like this is the hook that you took your coat off, so when you put it back on that hook, I allow her... I would say two and a half to three hours of free play, whether it's reading a book with me, we do sight words, we'll go over, you know, some fun activities, I have like a little water mat, we might sit outside and go play at the park, but I give her three, almost three hours worth of fun, and then it's time for dinner. I sit her down with dinner, I usually give her watered down juice, which can be naysay, but let me tell you, my daughter doesn't have any worries about her teeth falling out, because I've seen kids who don't even have a full mouth of teeth, not because, hey, you're going into your adult teeth, but because no one took care of their baby teeth. If you don't take care of them, they won't take care of you. She eats her dinner, she watches her tablet while she eats dinner, because it gives her some type of entertainment, because most of the time, I'm not hungry at 7.30, and most of the time, because it's just us. There's no other kind of interaction, so it gives her some type of stimulant to kind of relax, watch something fun. But even when we lived at, you know, with all of the other siblings and her dad, the kids all eat at the same time, and sometimes we would all eat at the same time, but because our dining room table was smaller, the kids would all eat, me and her father would eat upstairs, and then kids would come and hang out before it was time for showers. So it was, you know, 
you eat your dinner, you put your bowl in the sink, mommy's gonna put the dishes away, I put the dishes away, you know, while right after you finish dinner, she knows now how to start her tub, I still have to put the stopper in, it turned the temperature down because she turns her water all the way up high because in her mind, she's turning the water on, not turning it hot. I turn this about lukewarm, medium warm, get her toys prepared, open the curtain, the shower curtain, give her, you know, her stuff. I'm like, all right, let's go potty, take your clothes off, get in the tub. She knows. I take my clothes off, they go in the hamper. We've learned that routine based off of, you know, where do clothes go? Her PJs always go on her bed after she takes them off in the morning. So they're always in a place where she knows they're familiar because my daughter doesn't take a nap at home. And even on days where we're home hanging out, she still doesn't go really into her PJs until nighttime. If she takes a nap during midday, I usually take, you know, the clothes that she wore outside off so she can put them back on in case we go back out. Clothes go in a dirty hamper. She gets in the tub. She plays for about 30 minutes. I would say 20, realistically. 20 minutes and then she's like I can wash myself but as a toddler she doesn't really know how to wash herself so she tries and I make her soap accessible crazy thing is my daughter does not use a bunch of soap I would say two pumps two pumps is all you need for soap your body is not that big I showed her how to agitate the soap on her washcloth and you know get her washed up she gets out the tub lotion her up put her pjs on if it's early enough and we don't have an early day the next day I give her another 45 minutes to a half hour of tablet time. Why? It gives her some time to enjoy something relaxing, wind down from the day. It gives me a chance to take to eat, to take a shower, and then join her to kind of relax. By the time, you know, I get myself settled, which is probably the best way to do it because if I get her bathed, then she's already, you know, less of a worry and less of something having to happen in a sense of like oh she's unmonitored for 20 minutes my bathroom door is always open my shower curtain is always open so I can hear and I always give her access to kind of sit where I can hear her I usually call her name to make sure she's okay but for the most part she will either sit on the couch or sit in the bathroom and wait for me to finish and you know get herself together by the time it's time for her to go to bed, which she gives me her sleeping cues, which is because my daughter is a thumb sucker, she will start sucking her thumb more or she'll start, you know, getting really eye wiping, heavy, eyes low kind of face. And I'm like, all right, it's time for bed. From the time it takes her to get ready for, you know, in the bed, it's probably another 10 minutes before she sleeps. Now, in that time span, She's completed probably a dozen tasks. But those dozen tasks, she goes do those. It's not a surprise. It's not like, oh my God, so much on her plate. And I continually enforce it so that she knows. When it comes to her with potty training, it's the same thing. That's why I said I kind of backpedaled because Lord only knows if I would have been on her about panties in the daytime, pull up at night. But even with her with pull ups at night, I find that me giving her accountability accountability to use the potty before she goes to bed and then waking her up, not waiting for her to wake up. I put her on the toilet on her on the potty or whatever and she gets her day started. 
routines are what kids need. It's kind of the same thing with education. I'm a big advocate for keeping those routines very consistent. Now, when she goes to other people's house, and whether it's the babysitter, her aunts, her uncles, her godparents, her grandmother, her grandfather, they do what they want to do at their household. I told <laughs> and taught family members how to make sure her rhythm is still intact. Now, when it comes to my mom, all the kids sleep in her bed. All our grandchildren sleep with her. And because of that, they end up eating snacks and watching Lifetime till whenever they fall asleep. Good, bad habit, yes. But I know I didn't have those kind of memories, and I would love for my kids to have those kind of memories where they're spending those unadulterated, unfiltered time with their grandparents. I don't fight it. But when she's home, she has a rhythm. It takes her about a day to get back into rhythm, but not a full day. By the time she comes home, she knows the rhythm. She knows what's expected of her. As parents, we have a responsibility to mold, right? Molding kids into a rhythm of what works for them. Because if you don't, I've seen parents who are like 10, 11 o'clock putting their kids down to bed. I'm like, never. Even on a late night where, okay, it's Friday. Well, I can't even say Friday because she has dance class Saturday mornings, but on like a Saturday. If she's home and we don't have anything planned for Sunday, the latest I let my daughter stay up, and that's because she's now falling asleep, is probably 10, 10, 30. And that may seem late, but realistically for her, that's more time to play with her tablet, play with her toys, color, do whatever, and kind of enjoy some kid time. But in the reality of it, because our days are usually very long, She's already tired. She's already yawning. She's already feeling some type of way. And she's already ready to go to bed. I find that gaining independence at a young, independence at a young age makes it super easy. That when she's eight or nine, I'm not trying to build these steps for her to get into a rhythm of closing the hamper, folding her clothes. I know teenagers who don't know how to do their own laundry. I was 10 doing my own laundry. I was almost nine making my own breakfast. I had independence because my parents both worked full-time jobs. I had an older brother who was 10 years older than me. So by the time I was like nine, he was 19. So he was more or less a guardian for us. And my brother was only six years older. So he was really grateful to kind of see that we had a rhythm because when mom and dad hung out or came home late we were already taken care of we had a built-in babysitter let me just tell you whereas now that we are living on our own it's just me and her she doesn't have her siblings it's a little bit more of her having to learn how to do things without me solo but also feel comfortable and confident to do those things as well A lot of people don't want their kids to be independent. They like being needed. Let me tell you, kids are going to need you for the rest of their life. Don't be afraid to insist that they become independent toddlers, kids, and preteens. By the time my daughter is, you know, teenager, she'll be able to cook her own breakfast. She'll be able to do things independently, whether it be laundry, folding clothes, whatever. My mom always gave us tasks that made us independent. And if you do that now, you won't have to worry about it. You won't have to have these kind of qualms about, oh my God, my daughter doesn't even know how to separate her clothes or my daughter doesn't even know how to load the dishwasher. If you teach them good habits, you won't be breaking them later. I find that most adults are afraid of their kids growing up or not needing them. Believe you me, 
the independence is needed. It's kind of the structure and the base for when they go to school. Because I know my daughter's been in daycare since she was three months, I know that she's not fearful of meeting new kids, hanging around children, interacting with children, interacting in a school setting, interacting with other adults and teachers. She knows the proper protocol. She knows how to ask for things. If she doesn't like stuff, she knows how to say no. She knows how to say, I don't like that. And it's okay for your kids to have an opinion. My biggest pet peeve is parents who don't like their kids having an opinion and it's really damaging to kids because at the same time your kid is going to always feel crippled in circumstances and situations where you're not there my daughter being that she's in a dance class right a lot of parents are like my daughter just can't go into class by herself and it's so difficult but because you've been a helicopter mom and holding your hand every step of the day they don't know how to just literally do things by themselves they always feel a need to always need you, want you, and have you. And then you feel exhausted because you never can have any downtime. I find that downtime is a necessity. Downtime is a is a relief. When my daughter's in bed before 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I get time to eat, sleep, relax, have a glass of wine, watch a TV show, scroll social media, whatever I find leisure in without having to feel like, oh God, my kid's still up or her room's still a mess. Before my daughter goes to bed, her room is clean, her clothes are laid out for the next day, her her dishes are done, she's been bathed, she's been fed, she's oiled up, laid in her pajamas, she's ready for the night. So as a mom, take your time. Think of what you want your kids to do independently and see what they would like to learn. Because if you're starting off later in the game, you're already behind the eight ball. But it's okay. Once you start giving them a routine, which is imperative, always come up with a routine. Don't be afraid to make a structured routine of what your kids do every day. So when you have days when you're not on a routine, you're not like, oh my God, you know, I, I don't know what to do or if you have company over like usually if I have company in my house it's after my daughter's sleep why because I can enjoy my company I can enjoy my friends I can enjoy this peace without having to worry so I say all that to say this don't stifle the independence don't stifle them from being greater than what they can be and don't hold their hand because you need your hand held okay at this point your kids are worth being adults in a sense kind of independent not really (laughs) but take some notes take your time be friendly to yourself and I thank you for listening and guess what I'm out